It's all things MMA on KCLR and Scoreline.ie. My name is Ken McGuire, joined uh, as always uh, on screen or in your ears, depending on where you are in the world, uh, by Miles Price, who is still in Dusseldorf uh, in Germany, sipping coffee, middle of the day. Things are looking rosy and we usually talk about, you know, oh, this happened at the weekend and that happened at the weekend and this fight was great and that fight was great. But there is only one story that demands to be spoken about uh, this week, Miles. Uh, uh, we have seen the announcement finally. You, I know you've known and the last time we spoke about it on, on the podcast... Uh, you had alluded to the fact that you knew uh, what was coming up and who was coming up and where it was coming up. But finally, PFL opened their traps yesterday, sent out all the official information, all the graphics and the promos are out. We know that things are going to be happening in the esports arena in Arlington in Texas. It's only four weeks away, give or take. But you're... Uh, you're going to be sharing the cage with former UFC lightweight champion Anthony Showtime Pettis. Um, the floor is yours for the next 45 minutes because I want to hear all of it. <laughs> so I hope you've got extra coffee in hand. Um, uh, okay, so uh, first impressions. Um, I think it's amazing. Congratulations. Well done. Um, this it's very much uh, it's very much a, a thing, and we, we've spoken about it in the office. Uh, Hard work paying off, perseverance paying off, grit, determination, and everything else. Uh, we ran down through the resume of uh, Pettis, and we've spoken about him on, on the podcast before, and we've spoken about him in his UFC fights before he moved into free agency, before he signed with PFL injuries and stuff that, he, that he'd had last year. Um, and I can talk about this for ages, but... but one, how how long have you known that this was that this was coming up, and now that it's in the wild, what's what's the story? Last, last it was last week. I think it was last Wednesday. I think it was. Uh, I was doing weights in the gym, and I was going to talk about sponsorship with my manager Ivan, and he said, "Oh yes, brother, he's just talking away like this in his German accent there." And he was going, he said, "Oh, by the way, you know who you you fighting, brother?" I said, "No, so you're meant to tell me, sure, you're my manager." <laughs> and he was like, Anthony Pettis. Oh, I forgot to tell you. I was like, you forgot to tell me that I'm playing Anthony Pettis. <laughs> I was like, you must be the busiest man in fucking Germany to forget to tell me that. <laughs> so I heard that and then I was like, fucking, I kind of knew from there then. I'm sure it was, uh, the anxiety was through the roof for the day. So it's all settled now and, and it's kind of sinking in a lot more and, I'm looking forward to putting on a performance now in four weeks' time. So, because th- this came about maybe as I don't know if there was a little bit of a of a premonition about this. Did you not have like weeks and weeks and weeks ago, maybe months ago, when the whole PFL thing was being talked about at the time before there was any official announcements in terms of contracts or signings, that you had one of one of the uh, the young competitors in the gym had put together a little mock up poster of you that's right yeah. and uh, what was it anthony pettis at the time it was it was anthony pettis because he he's uh, one of my students my teenager students in the gym bill hayes it was mark hayes's son that's it. Yeah, yeah yeah and his his uh and he put together like a 
obviously he would have been a fan, I suppose, of Anthony Pettis as well. So he would have put together kind of that little dream fight, I suppose, of the ideal matchup, which it is for myself also. So he did that. I thought it looked great. He's really good at the graphic design and I posted up on my social media page and sure, <laughs> lo and behold, it fucking happened then, didn't it? Not a, not a, bad, uh, not a bad thing. I mean, putting on a show is something that, that Pettis is all is is obviously associated with. He doesn't get the the name Showtime for for no apparent reason. Uh, we've seen him put in over the years. He that fight of the night performance against Dustin Poirier, um, an absolutely brutal fight with uh, Tony Ferguson, which was going any which way until he had broken his hand. Um, he's been in there against Nate Diaz. He's a win over Cowboy Cerrone. He's a win over. Stephen Thompson, um, he's fought the highest level of competitors in the UFC side of things. Things didn't go too well for him in the PFL last year, um, but he's uh, he's obviously going to be tipped as a favourite for PFL's lightweight course, title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you've got four weeks now to to prepare and and focus for this. So what's you know from from where from where you are now now that the anxiety levels have have relaxed a little bit what are you what are you thinking what are you feeling what are you expecting uh, I'm kind of having like a little bit of a zoomed out approach towards the competition because uh, I'm preparing for the best version of Anthony Pettis like obviously you know I'm preparing for the version that fought Ferguson that fought uh, Poirier and got fight of the night etc but also I'm, I'm fully aware that that Anthony Pettis isn't as, isn't really there anymore you know mm-hmm. uh, his last two performances haven't been the greatest of performances even though he was in there against very very good guys uh, but I have to see things for what they are you know this is a big fight for me coming off a three year layoff uh, so I have to shake off a bit of rust very quickly when they get in there and have a good solid warm up have a good game plan uh, which I don't I, I can't really be sharing on live on air but <laughs> Um, I'm definitely going to be putting the pressure on him because that's that's uh, he knows that too though I think I'd be very surprised if he thought otherwise because that's the only way he's ever really lost you give Showtime any space to look flashy and he's going to look flashy against you you have to walk him down you have to close the distance and uh, that's the way it has to be. Like, I mean, I'm not going to judge him off his last two performances, uh, but there's a big difference between the Pettis that was hungry for titles back in the UFC, uh, as you mentioned, the Ferguson, the, the, the fight, the Cerrone fight, the, the Poirier fight. There's a big difference between that uh Anthony Pettis and the one that's getting 800,000 to fight now don't quote me on that now but I've heard off multiple sources that's what he gets to fight and that is a stupid per fight that's a stupid amount of money so I don't know about you but that I'm fucking I'm not getting that fucking payday anyway so that motherfucker I'm in there for three five minute rounds you've had your time I'm walking you down and I'm taking those paychecks so fucking let's go (laughs) <laughs> with that said so you've it was a, a little interesting point there I, did you did you ever see yourself in a, in a position where you would in, in terms of caliber of, of competition that you would be uh, taken to the cage against somebody like like Pettis 
Uh, yeah, I always thought it was a possibility, yeah. for sure. Yeah, uh, I think if you're an athlete, you'd always uh, envision these types of scenarios where you fight again. Like, look, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I was, a, I am a fan of Anthony Pettis. I would watch his fights throughout the years. I mean, if you, if he's on a card, I'm going to watch him the next day on MMA Core. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's one of the guys that I would watch. Uh, so it's it's an honor to fight him, and there's respect there. But when I, when I'm in there competing against against him, he's just another body. Like I, I'm going to have to walk him down, and I'm going to have to do what I have to do. Like and he's uh, he, he's very good. Like there's no doubt about that. You know, I have to be careful of his striking. And he's been working on his boxing, and for good reason too, because Clay Collard uh, outboxed him pretty much in this fight. Didn't do too well in the clinch against the champion Manfield, but the champion is very good, you know. So uh, I think that there's definitely holes in his game, and there's a difference in momentum and hunger as well. I mightn't be coming off the. I'm coming off a win. But I haven't fought in a while, so I have to make sure I'm starting fast. I'm going forward, and we're getting the job done. Uh, so I, I think that definitely I, I've seen myself competing against this caliber of opponent before, and uh, I'm looking forward to getting in there and showing that I should be there. So we didn't have a we didn't have a chance to catch up um, last week, and obviously as as this has become news to you over the past couple of days, what does this do now in terms of your your preparation, your continued training, your your getting ready for it, and then obviously you've got a travel element involved because at some stage um, you're going to have to go to Texas and 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 fairly swiftish. So so what happens in the weeks between now and the twentieth of April when that card opens? Uh, good question. I have to figure out when. I have to figure out when I'm flying out, which hasn't been sorted yet. But I am going to be home in Ireland next week, so I'm flying home on Sunday. Haven't made a decision yet, but I have booked a flight to come back to Dusseldorf the Sunday after for like the remaining weeks because I like the routine here. Uh, as much as I love training at home. I think the big difference is that I can really focus here. There's no distractions. And I'm not doing all this traveling. Like when I'm in, when in Ireland, like, like you know, Kendra, I've told you multiple times what my routines are. Like, I mean, I travel to Dublin, I travel back, I travel up, I travel back. And that's like three, four times a week. Like, yeah. So I'm adding three, like three, six, like 12 hours of driving minimum a week to my training schedule. And, you know, at my age, that does take a toll on on your body like you know especially like you're getting out with a car like on the way up is fine but after like two hours of training you're getting out with a car and you're fucking hell you're in bits you need another hour of yoga just to just to get out of the car and going again you know so I think I, I may just come back here and fly straight from here to to Texas I'd say okay. and how have how have things been going for you in Dusseldorf then over over the last week I know kind of week on week we've been touching on okay this has happened in the first week you were kind of finding your feet and settling in and by kind of week two and week three by week three you had said you had gotten to that point in your in your training where things were just clicking there was a nice flow you'd settle into the rhythm and the routine of everything um we didn't have a chance to to speak about it in in detail last week but how have things uh, how have things in general been been going for you now that you're that you're obviously getting ready to to make the the short hop home 
Um, really good. Like, like for me, I have a mindset where it's like I'm halfway through my camp. Life. I mean, uh, a, a good training, like lead up to a fight, is eight weeks. So, like, I'm halfway right now. Like, you know. So, uh, this this week for me so far. Like, it's four weeks exactly from today, you know, so it's, it's kind of a strange time to be fighting, really. I've never fought, like, midweek or anything like that before. Yeah. So it's four weeks from today, and uh, it's like uh, like I was telling you the last day, I feel very good some days. I feel not so great other days, but that's the life of a fighter. Like, any fighter that tells you that they're in there fucking whooping ass twice a day, every day, is a stinking liar and has an ego problem because that just does not happen. <laughs> it's that simple. I've never seen that happen in the gym ever with anybody, no matter how good they are. Unless you're Habib Nurmagomedov, that's that's the, about the only person I've ever seen ever not have a bad day. To do it. Um, have you an idea on how long you will need to spend in the US? Is there is there a, a media element of, of this involved as well? It's obviously a big thing to kick off the PFL season. With some big names yeah, on, on a very big card. Yeah. Uh, Co-main as well, which I'm delighted with yeah. to be on the Co-main event. Um, I'd say, you know, I, I'd have to be out there 10 days beforehand, really, mm-hmm. wouldn't I? Like, I, can't, I, could, I couldn't really imagine being out there, like, you know, five days before the fight. Like, sure, you're getting over jet lag and you're fucking, you know. Sure, if they have me out there five days beforehand, I ain't doing interviews or shit. I'm sleeping. You've got to concentrate. And without, without getting ahead of things then, obviously the, the, the season for PFL is is going to be split in two so you have the first half of the the new season which is going to be taking place in in April and then you're going out to June for the for the second half when the lightweights make the second appearance and given given the structure of it and the league side of things the assumption is that injury free and everything going according to plan that you are involved in that fold come uh June time as well in Atlanta so what happens then in that window in between? Do you go out and fight in April and the fight is done and dusted and you take a day or so and then you come home? Do you go back to Germany? Do you rinse, repeat and then go back out again in the summer? I think I, I, that's probably the way it's going to be. Yeah, it's probably going to be like that, I would have thought, you know, because I, I need to get on my high horse pretty quickly after after the fight. Like, actually, what's, so what's happening, I think, because I was talking to Andy Ryan about this, is that Dean Barry's making his UFC debut uh, that Saturday that I'm fighting. So I'm going to fly from Texas to Vegas with Andy, and I'm going to help Andy in Vegas with that fight. And then... Uh, I'm gonna fly from. I'm gonna go the whole Viva Las Vegas round trip of the city. And Does Vegas know what they're money, in for? <laughs> <laughs> spend all my money on strippers and then come home. <laughs> I've never gambled either. I'm not a gambler, but I'd like to see. I'd like to see the place. Like I have the old crack. Like, you know, so, uh, I'll enough. probably do that. Fly home straight to Dusseldorf and then rinse, repeat, as he said, and go again. And go again. Uh, what's uh, is is there a plan as to what happens beyond that? Do you need to pick up the wins or pick up the points in terms of how the in terms of how the league system works as to as to what might happen beyond the summer? Again, without getting too far uh, ahead. Uh, I, I don't know. All I know is that I need. I have four fights. Two of them are playoff fights. This is my first one. Uh, depending on if it's a, a finish, it's a quick six, or I think you get two points for a win. 
and then one point for a loss or something like that. And then you rack up as many points as you can in the two fights, and then those points are put towards whether you get into the semis and the finals. Yeah, okay. and then that's pretty much how it works. Yeah. yeah. Not a, not a bad way to to uh, not a bad way to start off a journey towards a potential million dollar payday though. No, it's what? definitely not. I tell you, it's it's. Uh, I was I've had multiple messages off uh, uh, people from Kilkenny and all that as well. I think I just like to take this time as well to say that I appreciate the support from everybody as well. I appreciate the support from yourself as well, Ken, and everybody from uh, Team Line of Kilkenny and my martial arts family, and even people I don't even know. You know, that just send messages of support. It really does mean a lot to me, you know, because I'm doing this for myself, but I am doing it for uh, sporting ventures of Kil- of Kilkenny as well. You know, I think it brings it into the uh, MMA and Kilkenny into the into the spotlight that little bit more, and that's something that I've always wanted to, to achieve. And I think this is like a big step towards that. Well, I think you're, you've absolutely hit the, the nail on the head because if it's anything to go by, given the messages that we were seeing flying into the sports desk here yesterday, as soon as the as soon as the artwork went up, and it could have been your own Instagram post that had started that had started the ball rolling. I'm I'm fairly sure my phone was still hopping, coming close to midnight last night, going, "Nah, man, this is a joke. This can't be happening. Is this true? Is this legit? Is this is this really? Him? Is like, you know, you know who he's going up against. You know the the resume that this comes through. And I was like, man, you. You put in the work, you get the rewards. This is what's happening. Mm, that's it. Yeah, hundred um, percent. So, uh, where, where's your head at right now, then? Uh, it's in a good place. Yeah, it's in a good place. Uh, a little bit anxious when, like, any time you get fight news of an actual opponent, you get anxious. But the second I got word that it was Anthony Pettis. Uh, it went from me being a fan of Anthony Pettis from him being a target. And that's a very, very, very swift shift of your mindset that happens as an athlete, you know. So uh, I, I no longer see him as some guy that I used to watch on the television. Like, I mean, he's, he's someone that I have to I have to get through now. Like, and he's an obstacle. He's a puzzle that I have to figure out. And that's that's all I see him as. That's all I see him as now, like, to be honest with you. Uh you know, me, Ken, like I've been talking about this for fucking ever since we've started all things MMA and before that, you know, the way I am with mindset and how I exercise my brain and how I meditate, I visualize, I journal every day for half an hour to 45 minutes. I do dream analysis every single day of my subconscious thoughts. Like, I mean, I delve very deep into the mental side of things. So uh, whatever disturbances or whatever things that are going on up in my head, which is very natural when it comes to fighting and challenges and uh you know, things that you need to go through in order to actually like progress and become a better version of yourself and reach your full, full potential. I manage uh, on a different scale, I think, to, to Pettis. But I was being completely honest with you, you know, I don't think many people go to the extent of the mental resilience I do, like, you know, so uh, I feel like that that's a huge advantage for me. And uh, I think it's a huge advantage uh, for any opponent. I I mean, for for you, it's gonna be it's gonna be very much um, like it's 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 quite 
it's 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 a lot more straightforward to look at Pettis, and you, you've referenced it already that he's he's a different fighter to what he was a couple of years back in the UFC. That the PFL side of things didn't work out in in terms of his performances as well as they could have for him last year. But you you've got access to this material, so you can look back on that and you can see this is what he was up to in 2021, and this is what he was up to in 2020 and 2019, and everything else. And you're going back to. You're going back to February 2019 to Bellator 217 between yourself and Peter Queeley and that co-main event in Dublin. And that's the last, you know, in terms of looking, if if somebody's looking ahead and looking for tape or looking for, oh, I wonder what Miles is going to bring to the fight and I wonder what this style is going to be and how that matchup is going to be. Could that be seen as, as an advantage on your side if he's looking at it going okay you know on one hand maybe I'm just going to look at Miles Price and I'm going to go I don't care who he is I'm going to run through him because like you've said the person just becomes a target and it's it's your job to get past that target but if you're getting into the nitty gritty of having to figure out that little puzzle what is this person going to present how is this person going to present that fight you, you might have a, you might have a bit of an element of mystery about you given the given yeah. the layoff yeah and um do you know of course guys are going to look at i i don't i i don't think you know this is just a uh, an assumption which and i don't really like making assumptions it's a what if you know he's more than likely going to have his coaches look at these things i don't look at guys fights you know uh, I, I'm very tempted to look at his last two fights against Clay Collard and, and Manfio but I don't think that does any any use to my psyche personally you know I, I really like the idea of letting my coaches watch all this material and then breaking it down and then telling me what to do in training. Yep. I'd much rather that process. Now, that's not to say that uh, I would, I, I, I'd be completely fine with looking at those things because I've already seen those last two fights. I was, I looked at the, those last two fights when they happened. So, like, I remember looking them up and watching them because I was interested to see how he was getting on inside the UFC. Mm. So I know what happened in fights. Yeah. But in regards to me staying focused and not focusing on things that are taking up my energy unnecessarily, I think a fighter is always better off getting their coaches to break these things down and to just tell them what to do in their training. That's that's always a better route because there's that disconnection then from the person itself. It's just the objective within your training and the goal at the end of the training camp. Yeah. Well, with the end of the training camp in mind, and you've you've mentioned that you're going to look to come back, uh, you're going to look to come back home uh, this coming weekend. You're home for a couple of days, and then you've got your return flight booked out to Dusseldorf. Have what happens for you in that short window then between the time you're in Dusseldorf and the time you've got to go to Texas? Are you focusing on weight? Are you focusing on you know specific elements or aspects of of your training, or or what's going to unfold there? Oh, of course. Like, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Ken, nothing much changes. I mean, like the last two weeks of like these last two weeks uh, are going to be my last two weeks of hard training. So from now to not next Wednesday, the Wednesday after, they're going to be my last two really tough sessions where I just I, I have to lay it all down in the training sessions. Like Tuesday, I just went to fucking town on everyone in the gym. I just went because I heard about the news. 
So obviously I was hyped. I didn't give a flying fuck if I was taking you down or you were taking me down or you were throwing spinning fucking huge shit kicks. I was coming at your ass and that's that simple. So <laughs> that's the attitude I have for the next two weeks. I'm coming at you no matter who the fuck you are. Yeah. And that's, so that's kind of the way it's going to be for the next two weeks. And then everything is going to be always going to be revolved around things in balance. There's no switch of one thing to the other. The only major switch is in two weeks time I start tapering my training which means that I, I reduce the volume and keep the intensity so that my body's priming for a performance it's priming I'm not like I'm not letting my body get to a stage where it's worn out before the competition so that's the only shift that happens in two weeks time everything else is a fine balance because I can't leave behind the nutrition I can't leave behind my training and the routine I can't leave behind my mentality and uh, do you know I can't leave behind other things as well like I mean if I have to study every day that's one that's one like because that's like my little zone I get to like every single day if I don't study and I don't uh, uh, you know I study psychology I'm doing a, a course in it as well and I, re- I read pretty much every single day as well like, so I need to get lost in those things as well to, to balance my life if everything's about fighting all the time even if it's a fight of this magnitude I'm worn out before the fight even comes not physically but mentally so you gotta have that balanced lifestyle too you know what I mean it's like look the fight will be over in four weeks time and the, the world will forget about it within two weeks. And then my life moves on, yeah. you know, to the next yeah. fight. So it's like, you know, I, I need to make sure that there's always that healthy mental balance as well. Uh, because that's that's the reality of things. Like, really, like, you know, you can't be a fanatic of any part of your life. Has to, everything has to be in sync. Is there any concern about being worn out before fight time? No, no, jeez, no, no, no. Anybody, anybody that knows me, fucking, you know me, sure can. Like, I don't let that shit happen. Yeah, to be fair, I kind of knew the answer before you were going to give it anyway. No, it's not, that doesn't yeah. happen. I, I'm yeah. too, I'm, I am, in regards to being particular about how I peak, I'm very particular about how I peak. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, on on that note, and just just conscious of the the time and, and where we are, and and under the assumption that we're going to get to do this again next week, um, or hopefully that we'll get to do this again next week, um, I'm going to park things there, uh, and I'm going to wish you the very best of of skill for this now. Um, and I know we I know we'll I know we'll I know we'll talk again, but uh, on on a local side, it's it's obviously uh, huge huge news, particularly for the MMA side of things. Uh, fantastic. Uh, poster an opportunity for the gym but a, an amazing opportunity for yourself uh, and I'm hopeful that only the very best of things are going to come from this thanks very much Ken I appreciate that and the support as always thank you on that note this has been all things MMA I've been Ken McGuire he this side has been Miles Price and we'll do this all again next week good luck <laughs>